Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our Wayward Lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm your host today, Brittany, joined by my sister, Courtney. Hello. And our mom, Amy. Hello, guys. So we're actually going to be continuing our conversation from last week. If you remember, my sister found some of these quotes kind of dealing with uh, relationships. And uh, basically what we did last week was read them out loud and kind of just gave our different perspectives on it. And last week we had a really good time doing it. It was just helpful, at least for me, to hear different perspectives of different social situations and how I can relate it to either friendships in my life or my relationship with my husband or even coworkers um, in the workforce. So before we get started, just like the last couple episodes, we're going to start off with some trivia. Um, so mom, you want to take it away with the first question? Uh, I will. And actually, I'm going to continue the theme with Christmas trivia. So... The first one in the movie Elf. What was the first rule of the Code of Elves? I'll say it again. <laughs> talking about rule? the movie Elf. What was the first rule of the Code of Elves? Um, like don't stop working, or I don't remember. It's terrible because I know I all the other Elf movie. questions. What was the first rule of the Code of Elves? Well, he's sitting in the classroom. It's something that. about Christmas or singing or... Let's do a Christmas. Well done. The best, way to, <laughs> the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear? Nope. Oh. Okay. I don't, don't know. No. What is it? Treat every day like Christmas. Oh, treat every day like Christmas. Treat every day like Christmas. I did not know that one. Okay. Okay. Whose eyes are all aglow in the Christmas song? Tiny, Tiny Tots. Tiny Tots, right here. Yeah. <laughs> you sing the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny Tots. All right, I'll give you a couple more. Um, how about this one? In the movie, A Christmas Story, what was the name of the neighbors whose dog ate the Christmas turkey? I don't know. I have no idea. This is a bad one for me. Okay. The Bumpuses. The Bumpuses? Yes. Their name is the Bumpus family? Yes. The oh. Bumpus. Why? We're failing this one. Right, okay. This one should be easy. Visions of which food danced in children's heads as they slept in the poem Twas the Night Before Christmas. Sugar plums? Sugar plums! Brittany's yeah. looking at me like, what? <laughs> Her whole head what? turned like, what? I've never had visions of sugar plums. Sugar plums. Never, Brittany? No. Don't even know what a sugar plum is, <laughs> honestly. All right, I'll give you an easy one. What are you supposed to do when you find yourself under the mistletoe? Kiss. Kiss! All right, and one do last we have one. medium ones, like not too easy, but not uh, so okay. hard. How about this one? All right. Now, this one's going to be pretty easy, I think. <laughs> In Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, 
What was the first name of Scrooge? Ebenezer. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's too. Penny's <laughs> still looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, like, one sided here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this blank stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. You did an Ebenezer Scrooge. I do now. I just wasn't following, I guess. Oh. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's give this. This will be the last one. In the classic Christmas movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. Stink, stink, stunk. Yay! Stink, stink, stunk. All right, okay, there you go. And that was trivia for episode eight. (laughs) Mom is auditioning to be a radio jockey. Uh, Okay, all right, so we're going to hop back into the quotes. So here we go. Here's the next quote. Who you are matters more than what others think. Once again, who you are matters more than what others think. This is one of those things, one of those quotes that you could look at and be like, oh, absolutely, 100%. Like, it makes sense. But then when you're living this out in your life, it's much harder to believe, especially with social media and the whole comparison trap where you're looking and, you know, oh yeah, people's followers or what people think about them or what you even think about them. And what you're putting out there for people to think, like even with this podcast, like who we are as Wayward Lasses and as a family should matter more to us than what people think about the podcast. Yeah, we want followers. We want it to be popular. However, we're not going to, um, you know, we're going to stay true to who we are, right? Not mm-hmm. for the sake of getting likes or, or not changing for the sake of other people. So I think this is one of those things that's really easy for me to see on paper and say, oh, 100%, I agree with this. But then when I'm living it out in my life, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, I agree. I think on, on another perspective of it is who you are matters for sure. And don't change that because you're afraid of what yeah. other people might think of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And I feel like when I was younger, I used to care a lot about what other people thought about me. But I just live my best life every day. <laughs> I, just, I, I just do me. I, I luckily have gotten to that kind of point where I don't care. What you think about me, because um, I'm happy, I'm making progress, um, I'm achieving goals, um, I'm doing things, doing all the things. <laughs> but but on the on the flip side of that, like you said, Courtney, it is so easy to be to get drowned out. Like as a teacher, um, as a high school teacher, it was very easy for me to see my kids kind of change their personalities depending on who they were in front of um, or who was in the class or if this went around on social media, um, changing myself to to match that or acting a certain way so I could be considered cooler. Um, I think the younger generation is definitely in the highest risk area of of the – dangers that social media can have on your overall perspective of yourself and your self-worth. Mm-hmm. I think we're a little bit safer from that because we're yeah. a little bit older. But like I said, as a teacher, just seeing that every single day, the role that social media has, like for example, oh, what is this? All, all of the shows nowadays. Like when I was growing up, I loved That's So Raven. <laughs> And if anybody ever watched it, she was geeky. She was fun. Like, you know, she made a fool of herself. She, you know, she would fall. She would trip. All these crazy things would happen to her. But if you're watching shows now like Riverdale, 
you guys have probably never seen this show. I have, and it's horrible. it's ridiculous. I, I watched <laughs> it was I think it was a couple years ago, and we were like finals week, and a bunch of kids they would always come to my class the last week of classes because they didn't have to do anything and they just wanted to hang out somewhere. And I I thought it was really great that all the kids wanted to come hang out with me, but they we watched a whole season of Riverdale, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh! First of all, they're high schoolers played by twenty something year olds. Yeah, and nobody looks like I don't even look like that. Nobody looks like that in high school. So then you have all of these high schoolers thinking, okay, that's what I'm supposed to look like. If I'm a football player, that's how I'm supposed to act. If I'm a cheerleader, that's how I'm supposed to look. If I'm, you know, if I'm into science or if I'm if I'm into school, this is how people are going to treat me. And I think social media and and TV and all of that kind, like especially for younger generations, is in a sense almost forcing them to to think that they are supposed to be something other than what they really are. Yeah. Yep. It's very true. Yep, yep, yep. Do you have any thoughts on this quote, Ma? So many thoughts. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the, okay, so I'll start first with what comes to mind initially is when I was going through my divorce and there were hurtful things that were said from the other side of the family and I knew who I was, right? And I knew what the real story is, but I never felt the need to like lash out and correct anybody for the way that they were thinking. I knew who I was, right? And I stayed true to that. And what ended up happening is me as a person not giving in to how they were treating me and, you know, trying to be negative back or mean to them is my true personality prevailed so much so that after everything settled, they eventually came back and treated me like a real, like a, like a human being, right? Not, not a piece of doo-doo. Doo-doo. Doo-doo dookie. Sorry, she said all that and all we heard was doo-doo. But I think, you know, it's really hard to kind of trace, stay true to yourself. It's what both Courtney and Brittany had touched upon is with social media, it's, it's hard to remain true to yourself when you're having all these different feedback and thoughts and visions and how things are supposed to be and who people are supposed to look like, how you're supposed to try to true, stay true to who you are, right? And it's kind of hard for you to hold on to that when everything outside of you is saying something completely different, right? So I'll use something like very basic. Maybe I'm uh, a musician, right? And I love playing music, but to everybody around me, that's really geeky. And why are you doing that? It's, but you stay true to yourself, right? And down the road, these people are not going to be in your lives later on, right? So why would you give in to and change who you are to satisfy people that you're probably not going to be in your life five, 10 years from now, right? Right. That's because you want to be accepted. You don't want to be made fun of. You don't want to have to sit alone at lunch. Like this would kill me, but um, I had lunch duty and I would see the same kids 
sit by themselves every day for lunch. So if I was on lunch duty and I saw them, I would always, you know, chit chat with them. But it just made me so sad to think like, okay, people probably think maybe he's weird or she's weird or this and this and that. And and they sit by themselves and eat by themselves at lunch. It's and definitely different when you are younger than versus yeah. when you're an adult. Because you, you can't see that. No, no, it's really hard. It's definitely, um, definitely hard. Something I want to add though is like I, I talked a lot of in our first podcast about value and about um, you know that people, others, what you what other people think, how, what you accomplished doesn't um, is not what's the word I'm looking for doesn't dictate your value. But I do want to say here I do that's how I look at this another in another way who you are who you are the value of who you are matters more than what others think of you because I do think there can be relationships and situations where maybe you are doing not good things mm-hmm. and what others think of you is actually trying to push you to do better with your life because they see you going in a really wrong toxic direction right and in that case, I wouldn't want that person to say, well, who I am matters more than what you think. Yeah, you're right. Who you are as a person, the value of who you are does matter more. But what I think here is valid because I love you. You see, so it's like, I think that you can really take this and, and go a lot of different ways with it. And mm-hmm. I guess for the sake of this podcast, what we're trying to convey is like in a regular healthy relationship or in, or in, a, in a relationship, your everyday relationship, um, you know, who you are is, is, is more valuable than what other people think of you, but it doesn't, it's not always going to apply if there's a situation like where there's some extreme thing going on, then, um, you might want to listen to those voices of what people are thinking of you, especially if they're people who love you. I think it's, you know, paying attention to what is it they're saying? Are they saying negative things about you? Are they trying to bring you down or is it sound like they're trying to do things to help, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that was just another thought, like just popped into my head. So, not saying it necessarily applies. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> else? A twist in that, though. Turn, turn, it around. Turn, turn it around. We talked about yeah. what uh, who you are matters more than what others think. Well, think about the times where you may have thoughts about another person. You may be judgmental. You may think they're this, that, and the other thing. But in reality, they turn out to be somebody. You never expected. I never expected them mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Right? So we can turn it around and we can be the people who are thinking these thoughts about other people. Right. You know? Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. I like it. I like it all. I always try to teach it to my kids. Like, say little Johnny, right? He comes into class late and everyone looks at him when he comes into class late. And um, the teacher yells at him, Johnny, why are you late to class? Oh my gosh, this isn't that. And then on the, you know, getting to the bus, he was late too. So his bus driver yelled at him. Then he gets to class, his teacher yells at him. And then all the kids are looking at him. And what you don't know is maybe his parents were up fighting all night last night and they had to sleep in a car or something. Like you right. never know what somebody else is going through. Or maybe yeah. um, like this kid maybe smells bad. Well, maybe it's because his parents have no money to buy laundry detergent and he he can't control that. Right. And as a teacher, I would try to really instill that into my kids is you never know what somebody is going through. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to cast judgment and laugh or point fingers but if you actually knew what was happening in their life, you wouldn't be laughing. I do want to say, though, that that problem, that starts at home. So any parents listening, you are your child's first teacher. 
So it is your responsibility to instill that in them, not just their teachers, but your responsibility to instill in your kids exactly what we're talking about, you know, how to really be compassionate towards their neighbor instead of always jumping to, you know, conclusions and harsh judgments. Okay. Anybody else? No. All right. Next one. Here we go. People in need are not projects we help. They are people we love. Once again, people in need are not projects we help. They are people we love. So to me, this just is reiterating humanity, the humanity in people. That when we want to help, we have to be mindful. We have to be compassionate. We have to treat them like humans instead of like a project. And I, um, I could just speak again to to my own situations. Like my my son, my oldest son, is sixteen, and um, I. It's very easy for me to give him a list of to dos on what he should do, what he shouldn't do, what his routine should be, how he should, you know, all everything from how he works out to his morning routine, to what he does at night, to how he plays his video games. It's very easy for me to kind of tell him, this is what we should do, right? But oftentimes it can feel like there's a disconnect because I am not so much, and this is not something I do all the time, but I have found myself doing it where um, there's a disconnect there now because now I'm just commanding and ordering and directing him to do things instead of, hey, bud, how are you? How's your how's your heart? How's What's going on with you today? Like instead of conversing with him and treating him like a person who I love, he becomes like a project. So, and when it comes to kids, I know that that's something that can be a challenge for parents because we have an idea of what we who we want them to be and uh, how we want them to act. And Sometimes it's hard to just take a step back and let them kind of find their way. So, yeah. This makes me, I'm going to geek out real quick, but this makes me think of um, the Broadway show Wicked. Have you guys seen it? Yes. The song Popular. She's like, now that we're friends, I've decided to make you my new project. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, whenever, how's it go? Whenever I see someone less fortunate than I, and let's face it, who isn't it less fortunate than I, my tender heart tends to start to bleed. And when someone needs a makeover, I simply have to take over. I know, I know. exactly what they need and it's like so uh she says i'm gonna make you my little project but they're friends and she's like you know i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna make you popular i'm gonna do all these things for you um but kind of like you said courtney we can't force our beliefs and what we want other people to be on them they, you know we don't have to make people our little projects we're doing it out of love i think it's also on the flip side of it to be mindful of what is my approach mm-hmm. in trying to help you yeah, and sometimes loving them is enough. That's what I found with my son. Sometimes just being an, uh, a shoulder for him to, I mean, he doesn't often cry, but a shoulder for him to cry on when he needs it or just, I'm here. I love you. I'm here. What did you need? Instead of me trying to help him by telling him everything he should do, flip it around and be willing to listen. That's the biggest lesson I think I learned in 2021. Listening. <laughs> Being willing to listen without judgment, listen without listening. I think our cousin will have to. I'll have to have him on the podcast one of these days because I remember him talking about this once. He said something along the lines of, "I want to listen not 
to respond. Like instead of me actually listening to you, I'm preparing a response. Yeah. You're not really listening. Though. I'm not really listening. Yeah. And that stuck with me when he said that, because I think that's so true when you're having conversations with people, especially people who you are trying to help. Usually we, 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 there's a, there's a pride, there's a danger of pride in that situation because we feel like we know better. I know better than you. So I can help you. And then again, it turns into a, I, I, the word project, I think is really accurate. It turns into a project rather than just a love relationship where I just want to help you succeed. Yeah. And I think it's even important. I think a lot of people, sometimes not a lot of people, maybe there are people out there that help others because they want to be seen for it. Like, look what I did. There are these pictures that have gone around on Facebook. It's like, um, someone holding out like money or food. It's like a cartoon, someone holding out money or food to these people who are obviously homeless and they just have like their cameras out and they're just taking pictures of that. And so on the, on the flip side of all of that is just cause you're helping, don't help somebody just because you want people like, Oh my gosh, she helps people. Mm-hmm. Like she's so giving, she's doing so she Look at all these people that she helps. Um, don't just do it because you want the attention for it. Do it because you actually care about these people. Yeah. I think, I think if all, all of us thought like if, if more of our society thought that way, let me help this person, not because of what's good, what it's going to get me down the road, but because someone at some point in my life helped me, let me yeah. extend that help to somebody else. Um, imagine mm-hmm. what kind of world we'd be living in. Yeah. There's a there's a scripture that actually, sorry, but it talks about that. It talks about like when you help people and you announce it to everybody and they they applaud you, that's the only reward you're ever going to get from that. Like that's the only satisfaction you're going to get is people saying, oh, yeah. great job, but it'll never fill you. You know, it'll never fill that void in you. Yeah. Mother knows best. I'm sorry. (laughs) I agree with what both of you said as far as uh, looking at people as projects. I think the danger when you do something like that is you often often overlook what they need because you are looking at them as I need to fix this. This is wrong in your life. If you only did this, this would be that. But you're really overlooking how they're feeling, what's important to them. <laughs> it, it ends up being a project. It's it, There's no feelings involved. There's no, um, so what I'm looking for. Hmm. Compassion? Compassion. Thank you. There's mm-hmm. no compassion there, right? You're just looking at fixing somebody. Um, so again, I, I agree with what both of you guys said. That's why I didn't really have much to add to this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any last words on this one? People in need are not projects we help. They are people we love. Anybody? Going once? Going, going twice? twice. No, I think we about covered that. That was a, that's that's good. a good one. Solid. Okay. And the last one for the evening. Most angry people are usually hurt people. Behind every anger is a hurt. (laughs) This is something that our grandmother pointed out to me years ago. Somebody, I don't know where we were. I think we were at McDonald's or we were at a fast food. And the person talking to my grandmother was extremely rude. And it made me so incredibly angry that this person would be so rude to her. She was just trying to order like a cheeseburger. I don't know. 
And I, I was trying to order a Big Mac at McDonald's <laughs> Burger King. She does that sometimes. She she orders the wrong <laughs> sandwich. From, she went to Dunkin' No Dunkin' Donuts once and asked them for Krispy Kremes. She, she for Krispy <laughs> <laughs> and she was like. <laughs> yeah, she she will order a Whopper at McDonald's and a Big Mac at Burger King. So okay, I'll give you that. But whatever. So the person was super rude, and this is years and years ago. And um, she just looked at me and she said, "Don't worry about it. Maybe she's just having a bad day." And it was the first time I really heard anybody give the other person the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, "Uh, okay." And then I started to feel bad, like, "Oh man, well maybe she's right. Maybe." She's got some kind of hurt or something she's dealing with. And that's why she's just so angry. I don't think people just wake up angry. There's some kind of pain or hurt behind it, you know? Just my two cents. I don't necessarily know about hurt. Like usually if they're hurt. But when I approach a situation or I come across a situation where somebody says something rude to me, or completely from left field. And I'm, you know, like, what the typically what I start to do. And one of the thoughts that I've started to employ is I don't take it personally um, because of what we just talked about. Maybe there's something that's going on in that person's life. Maybe, you know, they lost somebody. Uh, Maybe they just lost their job. Maybe they didn't get a good night's sleep. But whatever they're putting onto me, it's not a reflection of me, but more so what's happening in their life. And so they're responding in a certain way because, you know, they just lost somebody or, you know, how am I going to pay my rent next month when, you know, I don't have the money? How am I going to put food on the table? Right. So that's always been Actually, I won't say always, probably within the last year, I've started to take that approach when I come across a situation that, again, I'm just taken back um, to even my spouse. Like when he says things that are, what the heck are you talking about? I have to take a few seconds, step back and say, all right, what is he going through? It, it's not a reflection on me. And it's so funny because when we talk about things afterwards, I'll learn I'm having a bad eye day right? Or, you know, I'm having problems focusing or I didn't get a good night's sleep. And it had nothing to do with me. It's just everything with him and his response came out that way. Negative, angry, belittling, right? Yeah. I think on the flip side too, if you think about a time when you guys were really angry, think about the last time you were really angry about something, right? And now trace it back a little. What caused you to be angry? Was it something that was hurtful? Was it something that was painful? Was it something, was it something that was threatening? Was it something, you know, that wasn't, was a negative emotion that caused you to ultimately be angry? Usually people don't get angry because things are going really great in their life, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Like even like from personal experience, um, like if this, like, if if his clothes were on the floor and the dishes weren't done and this like and all the housely duties weren't done, like it would just build up and build up and I would mm-hmm. get angry and then all of a sudden, I mean, I didn't convey any of that to him. It just kept building up in my head and then finally I'm just angry and I'm 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 being hurtful. And uh, even in a situation at work today, a couple of things happened that um just really got to me and I started to get angry and um was able to catch it before I let it get to anybody else. But I I noticed that I got angry 
because of some other people and took a second to realize, okay, maybe they're having a bad day and that's why they responded to me that way. And and I feel like that can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like especially for my husband, he works um, in the phone business. He works at Verizon and it's just so funny because everyone just wants to complain. I think anybody in the service industry, it's like people forget that people are people. And yeah. you just go, you just complain like, why isn't this happening? And let me speak to your manager and this and this and this. It's just like, I, I work here. I would be so happy to help you. But when that's con, especially if you're in the service field, if that's constantly happening, every single person is complaining or just being rude about something and you're constantly getting thrown anger by other people. Yes, they it all have their, off. it rubs off. So yeah. yeah, they probably all have their all own individual hurt, but then eventually you're, you've been thrown so much anger that you're angry and then you start hurting other people because it's just seeped in. Yeah. And I don't want to say this is an excuse either. Like, especially if the anger turns into something violent or turns turns into lashing out or turns into like, we're not saying excuse people all the time when they're angry because they're probably dealing with something like, you know, there's a line. We don't want anybody abusing you verbally or physically or you living in a miserable situation because your partner's angry all the time. Mm -hmm. I think instead we're pointing out that, that some um, further investigation might be required that maybe one, like mom said, you don't always have to take it personally. And sometimes maybe it is, maybe you did say something that made that person hurt that person enough to make them angry. In that case, the best thing that could happen is you guys talk it through. But, um, you know, just to be mindful that when you uh, encounter people in your life that are angry, what can help you from being angry back and lashing out in anger or in getting into any kind of conflict is just remembering that, you know, this person has to be dealing with something. And sometimes yeah. they don't even know. Like, I know quite a few people who just are angry a lot and if you ask them what's wrong, well, nothing. They're just angry. It could actually be very deep. 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 That's that what I mean. It could be something very deep. It just becomes Who their way of thinking. You? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? Who I've actually you? said that. I say that in my head a lot. Like if someone's like, mean to me, I'm just like, Who hurt you? Like, <laughs> I think something, um, some a piece of advice that I would like to offer is something that my husband and I do is we always make sure we ask, how was your day? Mm-hmm. And um, we have learned, you know, because sometimes, oh, it was great. It was okay. Today was fine. I We start asking more questions like, oh, did something mm-hmm. fun, funny happen today? Or um, did, you know, did you have any crazy customers? And just to ask those questions and, and hear about his day. Because yes, it's the same thing he's doing every day. And if we have everyday jobs, you're doing the same thing every day. And, um, you know, sometimes I find myself explaining situations that happened at work and he has no idea what I'm talking about, but he still listens. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think that that's helped us out a lot is to always ask, how was your day? And then don't just stop at, it was good. Like, tell me something that happened today. Who got on your nerves or what was something funny that happened or who did you work with today? And just to make sure, because we've talked about this before, it's very easy when you're with somebody for a long time to get into the stage of we're just cohabitating the same space. Um, and you got to be there for your partner. So ask those questions, see what's going on, get inside their head. And if there's ways you can help, help. Sometimes just listen, mm-hmm. but really, really, really try to take the time to, to see how their day was. Yeah. It's good. That is good advice. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> was that from? 
It's good. Bruce Almighty. Uh, Bruce Almighty. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Anything to say on that one? I'll read it one more time. Most angry people are usually hurt people. Behind every anger is a hurt. Hey, what about um? You hear about this every now and then. Family members that haven't spoke been you know had spoken to each other in a long time. There's so, usually a hurt there. Yeah, what, what's, <laughs> what's a lot of hurt happening there? Or yeah, angry, and it stems from some kind of hurt that happened and. I actually can think of a lot of things just based on <laughs> so can relationships I, yeah. that I know about me, about you, you girls. Yeah. That and I can then, think and of. then eventually you stop talking so much that you don't even know what to say anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those situations yep. are unfortunate. Um, but I think I've said this before. I think that there is, I think forgiveness is actually key. And um, I know that some people will disagree with me on this because this could be a bit of a controversial, controversial statement. Uh, I couldn't have, I said that word right. Controversial. Think about how it's spelled. But anyway, um, yes. I do believe that unforgiveness um, can create uh, an environment in your heart for bitterness. And even though people can do things to you that may be unforgivable, you don't have to carry that burden with you. You can let it go. You can choose to no longer associate with that person, not have a relationship with that person, but to carry around that unforgiveness and that, that, that anger will make your heart bitter, will make you angry. Um, and I think that even if you're able to forgive a person in theory, like I'll never speak to him again, but you know, my, my heart's forgiven him and I've moved on kind of a thing or her or whatever it is. Um, just because there's been forgiveness doesn't mean you can reconcile. You just yeah. may be too different. And it just means that you, you might not be able to ever be in a kind of relationship again, a friendship, uh, you know, whatever it is, you might not be able to reconcile, but to carry around the, the hurt and that anger. And I'm not saying that that's just something you're going to let go. If somebody hurts you bad. It's not like you're going to wake up the next day and be like, whatever, I forgive you and move on. You're going to have to work through that hurt, that anger, that, you know, whatever, but to hold it on your shoulders for years and years and years it will make you bitter and it will get yep. you to the point where you don't even know why you're bitter, why you're angry. Yep. It's just something that you've chosen to carry and you, you haven't put down. Yeah. Yes. Preach, preach. Hey, hey. She's hey, getting hey. me snaps. <laughs> what are you doing? Like poetry? You do the snaps? Yeah. Or, or, or just in the art world in general. Yeah. Yes. All right, yeah. Yeah. All right guys. Anything else we want to add to this? No, I think uh, plenty. Hurrah, hurrah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcasts, as well as rating us on Apple and Spotify. If you love this episode, please don't forget to share this on your Instagram and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. Again, if you're not following us on Instagram, why not? Please follow us so that you can continue to stay up to date on the tips, tricks, and short stories that we share, or you can send us some love on our Facebook community page. And don't forget, if there's a topic you'd like for us to cover, you can always email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com. Additionally, remember we are doing the 30-day push challenge. So every day for the month of December, do something positive for your health and wellness. And when we're releasing this... 
It's the Christmas Eve. It is. So Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We hope you guys have a wonderful um, Christmas season, holiday season. Take some time, spend it with your family, fill your buckets. We love you guys so much. And um, thank you so much for following us along on this journey so far. The next time you'll be hearing from us will be next year. Woohoo! Is that right? That's yes, right. Year. Next, next year. year. Wait, no, there's one more week. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. Way. We forgot there's 31 days no, in this <laughs> Okay, no. So we'll talk to you on New Year's Eve. Yeah. The next time yes. we'll release an episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So we'll set some goals for New Year's Eve next yeah, episode. Yeah. All right. It'll okay. be great. Anyway, all right, guys. So uh, thanks again so much for joining us. Until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye now. Bye now. Bye, Bye now. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. Stay classy, San Diego. But most of all, thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. <laughs>